Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I am your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear friend, Kevin Connor. Kev, yes. what's going on? I got a devious smile. You do have a devious smile. You were hurried to start this podcast, so I just spit yes. it out, Luke. What, what do you got? Okay, so um, my, my day job, we recently started accepting cryptocurrency, so I've been going through this list of accepted cryptocurrencies yeah. what and cryptocurrencies you accept but dude hold on okay, because well, i see where this i is was going. like yeah yeah you see where it's going because i'm like kevin has a group of friends that like to make jokes about cryptocurrencies and i was like so i was sending my cousin brian a few of the funnier ones that were on our list and then i was like hold on i need to make a game out of this for the podcast so i quickly threw together some fake crypto names and some real cryptocurrency names and you're gonna guess which is which in crypto or shit no I'm worried about how well I'm going to do on this, not because I'm into crypto, but because I make fun of it so much. Yeah, so you might have like a unique advantage. Having said that, listen, I have to divest. I do own some Dogecoin. Okay, well, that's not on the list because everyone knows about that one. I proudly put $5 into Dogecoin, turned it into $30, and kept like 10 of them. That's Doge for you. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get into it, and don't overthink it. Go with your gut. Got it. Tron. All caps. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, shit, no. That is a real cryptocurrency. Oh, no. Gronk. Shit, no. That's a football player. <laughs> yes. Storage. And I did not say storage. I said storage, which is S-T-O-R-J. Ooh, I was going to go yes, but with the J, shit now. Nope, that's a real crypto. Oh my god. Junk bit. Shit now. Maybe I smiled too much after I said it. That is a shit now. That was contributed by my cousin Brian. It's, I Dude, I'd buy some junk bit. I won't look at you. I'll just listen. Yeah. Vert coin. Uh, crypto. True. Taint coin. That's definitely crypto. <laughs> no, that, I made that oh shit up. God, let's make. Yeah, maybe we should. Sushi swap. Shit, no. That's a real crypto. What? Slug nuzzle. Shit, no. <laughs> yeah, that was mine. And one of my favorite ones that I came up with. Uh, sneak star. Crypto. No, another Brian contribution. Fuck. Smooth Love Potion. Shit, no. It's a Black Keys album. <laughs> that is a real cryptocurrency, what? my friend. And if you're wondering, that is one of the ones that my organization accepts. <laughs> oh, well, good to know. Um, Corellia. Uh, shit, no, that's a planet in Star Wars. <laughs> Yes, I do. Listen, I was like, okay, I, I Kevin's going to get this I know my one. crypto, Destined but I you. know my planets in Star Wars, all right? 
but we as as far as I know, we've never seen Karelia. It's only been referenced. Doesn't Solo start in Karelia? Oh, I, maybe it does. I'm gonna make. I don't know. I don't remember Solo that well. I don't. Know, may, I just briefly looked uh, it up on Wiki. Just tried to catch a obscure Star Wars planet, and I figured you would probably get it. Yeah, I, Ex- dude. I I would I would buy Kashyyyk coin. Oh man, why did I not come up with that one? Because <laughs> I because Kashyyyk is so obvious. Yeah, um, Axie Infinite shards. I don't like. No offense, I don't think you're clever enough to come up with that. So I think that's crypto. <laughs> well done, internet computer. <laughs> Fuck. Shit, no. That's real crypto, baby. Oh my God. I know that's probably the best one I saw, and that wasn't on the list I was looking at originally. I found that on Wikipedia, and that's solid. <laughs> Butsy. Can I have a spelling? B-U-T-T-S-Y. Shit, no. No, that was Brian's final contribution. I'm surprised that wasn't a Luke LeBan original. You are partial to butt humor. <laughs> I am partial. The word butt is very funny to me. Yeah. Um, synthetics. Spelled the proper way or with an X? No, with an X. Crypto. Yep. Shiba Inu. Oh, crypto. I actually know that one. There you go. And that has been crypto or shit no. I wasn't keeping score, but I you got either. most of them wrong. So Yeah, you, you know lose. what? Not knowing about crypto is a win in my book. <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to transfer all that Dogecoin you made to me. Let me look, that how, was the... let me look how much I got right now cuz it's a uh, it's been crashing lately. Like it I get an alert once a day where it's like Dogecoin is down. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm they gonna... need an endorsement with Doja Cat. I keep saying this. They do. Uh, my total crypto equity is six dollars and twenty one cents. So it's okay. all yours, but okay. Gimme. All right. Well, we're not crypto lords. We are music nerds, and this is best song ever. And we're gonna play some fantastic new music for you. And, and Kev, you're gonna start us off today. Yeah, you know, I've got some good long tracks today, Luke. So we're recording late, so get cozy, you know, make some tea, just kick back. And my first track is from a group that I've discovered recently, but a really big fan of this album is from last year called The Convenience. And this is the brainchild of Duncan Trost and Nick Corson, who were pals, buds, at New Orleans Loyola University. Uh, Trost grew up in a suburb of New Jersey where he played piano until, quote, got old enough to hate it, eventually drifting towards jazz study where a teacher became an early mentor. Mm. Meanwhile, Corson was anxious to get as far away from San Francisco as he could and figured he could find his way into a recording studio via audition to study classical guitar. So they knew of each other for quite a while and finally ended up working together on a local band called fish plate which <laughs> fun Love and that. instantly there was chemistry between the two and they continued to work together and worked with ross farb to work in the group of video age 
But uh, Trost and Corson knew they had to get together on something, and that project is Accelerator. And they became The Convenience. And they went back to the music mm. that made them truly feel alive, pouring over records by Stevie Wonder, Prince, Insync, just trying oh. to figure out why it felt so good. Which is something I feel like you're very like aware of, Luke. Oh, I mean, I've poured over Prince's records, trying to figure out why they're so good, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer still. They just are. Well, these guys gave it a shot. And the result of that effort is the album Accelerator, of which I will be playing the title track, Accelerator, Parts 1 and 2. It's body music for a plastic pop future. Ooh. It has a rubbery bass line and silky vocals, and, and it is an undeniable dopamine injection. So, listen, I've amped it up enough. Let's listen to Accelerator, Parts 1 and 2.
Got to give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. You love to hear it. That funked me up in all the right ways. That was very princey. Uh it was great. I loved the uh they had like what I call the controversy synth. I'm sure it has another name, but in the Prince song controversy, it's like controversy. And so I just wanted to sing it after every time they did that sound, but um, also part two, I'm assuming like the ending was very like pink Floydy with that, like synth pad and like the spoken vocals, just really quite a journey. Pretty awesome. Yeah. This album came out late last year and I, I discovered it and reached out for it a while ago. Cause I, it was like the fourth oh, really? track I received for next episode for last episode. Oh like, yeah! Like I reached out for a bunch at once and and got this as number four, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta wait so long to play this." But that's cool because <laughs> I can listen to the album because the album rules. You'd love it, Luke. Yeah, uh, I really want to check it out. This album art is really cool. Uh, yeah. It's like a bunch of different different fonts and different squares. Yeah, and it's like a tight forty minutes. Like I'm a big fan of it. It's. Nice. Uh, I'm bummed it's not out this year because I think it would be in contention, but. Well, you know what I've been doing with albums like that? I have a 2022 Discoveries playlist of, like, anything before this year. So I'm throwing this in here because that's solid. That was The Convenience with Accelerator Parts 1 and 2 from the album Accelerator, out now via Winspear. All right. Well, I'm excited because I'm about to play a song from one of my favorite albums of the year so far. This comes from the album Visitor, the sophomore album of stylistically elusive West Philly rockers Empath. And Kev, we uh, we talked about it on our mini so last week, but we disagree on this album, and that's okay because you are the banger bitch. You, you're a pop princess, and you love your slick production, and I'm an oddball rock goon, and I like this, this weirdo noise rock. Uh, interesting experimental textured stuff so it's it's cool we like different things uh but i think maybe i'll win you over i but this i'm coming in with an open mind like i good. listened to this album once i had thoughts about it they weren't even negative i just readily admitted that it wasn't for me but i'm just gonna okay. close my eyes and jam out and i'm gonna see what comes up Perfect. So let me tell you this, because I think this you'll uh, you'll be interested to hear this. Lead singer Catherine Ellison says, 
uh, our approach to songwriting and what we constantly try to improve upon is finding the meeting ground between all of our distinct points of view and ideas we are trying to achieve sonically and conceptually. We never want to be tied down to one type of song or sound. We love all kinds of improvisational music. We fit. We try to fit everything we love into each song and hopefully produce something new and exciting through the process of synthesis. So that makes a lot of sense because like I was saying last week, I love when they sort of blend like the sort of punky noise rock like drums rhythm section with the dreamy synths and then ellison's vocals can go either way at any moment and uh it's just such a unique sound because like they're saying they're they're combining all these different styles they love and trying to get it all in one in every song and i feel like it comes through because it's a really unique sound and there's like a softness and a hardness to the music at the same time, which is very interesting. And like the two balance each other out. And like, I feel like that's fitting because that's people, right? It's like, you got a softness and a hardness. You can be angry and empathetic. And uh, I feel like that's what they get through on these songs. It's a very unique sound that like I don't hear anywhere else. And I was trying to decide on a song to play, Kevin. I was going to play Elvis Comeback Special. Great song because it's one of the more like catchy, a little more like restrained synthy ones. And I was trying to win you over. But then I thought, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And I want to shred. So we're going to listen to my favorite song, which is Born 100 Times. And uh, the chorus on this song, like... Ellison's vocal performance is awesome, but it sounds like what an exploding, a star exploding would sound like to me. And it gets me hyped up. Uh, yeah. So let's shred in a sensitive, empathic way. Here's Empath with Born a Hundred Times.
am going to give that a Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. Woo! That's a hot song. You better. No, no, no. no. Here we go. But that's that's my stamp of approval. That's your stamp I understand. of approval. I I recognize <laughs> that this is a good song. Yeah. But it does not enter the hot diggity dog club, which is a that's fair. thing that I just that... invented. But I just I I get it. More power to you if you want to make this music. But for me Is this the power you thought you had? That's what they yeah, say. That's I don't have any power. Sings in I, the cars, yeah. I'm an idiot on a podcast. You're a beaut. Don't say that about um, yourself. But I I just this is a song that makes me check the connection of my headphones. And I <laughs> I like it just Yeah, yeah. I I understand that that is a thing that you can decide to do. I don't understand why you do it. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. I, I love like the rising in the chorus because it's like it sort of like starts over every time every time she like sings that one part and just like the drums are just insane and i will say this is the song one of the songs that goes the hardest so yeah this is not the whole album there are some like floatier vibier ones which are cool uh I, there's ones if, if you yeah, agree you liked... with me go listen to elvis comeback special you that yeah. would have gotten a hot diggity dog I, it's a good album uh, it's not for me. And oh, I, maybe I fucked up, but yeah. No, no, no. Um, I, listen, I. You know what I? I think we talked about this. Is that I? I don't like sour beers. They're not for me. Oh, right, right. But I can appreciate their existence and more power to if you want to drink them. Yeah, you appreciate, and I've talked about my appreciateability versus enjoyability. And for you to love some music, they really need to cross over and have both. And so you got one, but not the other from this. But let me talk about some of the other sort of styles they do. Because like I was saying, they're elusive with their styles. They do a lot of different stuff. Uh, Like Diamond Eyelids, which is great. Very, like, catchy and vibey. And then just has this crazy, like, 10-second rock ending. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? And uh, then 80s, which is like a Fang Island-type math rocky thing. Followed by V, which you liked, which is the vibey instrumental. Uh, and then Bell, which is another one of my favorites, but so many awesome songs, so many interesting sounds and soundscapes they create. And Ellison was saying this about the samples that were added, uh, said audio was taken from films, Minecraft, a cassette of nature sounds from the bayou recordings of an air conditioner and a church choir heard through the walls of a warehouse we rehearse in. It's a collage of sounds intended to produce a feeling of hearing life through the walls and the album cover is like this empty room. It's this really like beautiful shot of an empty house. And so that's kind of the vibe you get from the album cover too, is like this like empty house, but like life outside. So it's that's you asked why that's why they're trying to create these weird, interesting experiences that no one else is creating. So I love this band more and more, the more I listen and, uh, so you don't have to love them. More love for me to have. So that was Empath with Born a Hundred Times from Visitor out now on Fat Possum Records. I want to make two points. <laughs> one of them stupid. One of them me pointing at you and you pointing at the ground. <laughs> uh, first point, dumb. That album cover reminds me of the apartment building that both of us used to live in 
in separate apartments and uh oh yeah really it more gives me like midwest house vibes oh it's it just it gives me bad vibes because that place sucked <laughs> uh but second i guess my thing is i want to be on the other side of that wall ah there you go i don't i don't want to be excluded beautiful it's a me thing and i understand that because i'm an empath just like the band Exactly. Luke, I got a friend of the pod that's back that I played this time a year ago. Oh, who's Bizak? It is the brilliant, one of my late 2020 faves, Oceanator. Yes. So this is the project of Elise Okasami and her 2020 album things i never said was all about the apocalypse and the end of the world and i loved it like it was a great concept album i played the track i would find you which was one of my favorites although a crack in the world was also very good so i was very excited to hear there's new music coming uh since i stumbled upon her last album a little late the wait wasn't so bad but knowing that this is coming shortly, I, I, I'm i so jazzed. Uh, the first re- single release is incredible. So in writing a new album, Okasami started with a short film and was putting her thoughts into that format. But she ultimately scrapped it in favor of putting those themes into new music. And these vividly imagined scenes comprise the sunrise to sunset arc of Nothing's Ever Fine, her new album. Uh, Whereas the previous one was about the apocalypse from a grand standpoint and like two people finding their way within it. This is post-cataclysm. And it's about Hmm. the need to survive no matter how bad things get. Yeah. Uh, And on school. Just... Like on previous projects, there's a lot of characterism in the project with like bright hooks that shine and the wide-ranging influences of 80s pop, 90s melodic punk, Americana, film scores, and civil rights era vocal nightmares. I skipped a line. (laughs) There's not civil rights era vocal nightmares. That's awesome though. And civil rights era vocal groups. Give this really textured complexity to the album. Subject matter includes anxious nightmares, nostalgia for late night adventure, the fog of depression, climate catastrophe, and cautious optimism for the future. That last one is my favorite. Yeah, and, interested in many of those. Uh, I do not think will be found in this track because this is where things are going bad. Hell yeah. Give a listen to Bad Brain Days from Oceanator. There's a fog on the horizon. I can see. i 
brain dead Will I be okay? Trying not to dwell too much Just get along with the day Another bad brain dead I can't seem to shake The feeling it'll always be Not to dwell too much, just get along with the day. Another bad brain day. I can't seem to shake the feeling it'll always be this way. I'll never be okay. Gotta give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. Stamp it up. That was yes. a rocker. That was a ripper. That was a rager. That was a roarer. And uh I added it to my Reach for the Sun playlist and it inspired me to change 
the description to big feelings need big guitars. And um, now, Luke, that's how I feel after that song. Uh, do you know the secret element to that song that I knew would get you? That sexy sax, baby. Do you know who's doing that sax? No. Jeff Rosenstock. No, shut your fucking face. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Po- polyvinyl label mate, Jeff Rosenstock. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, did you mention, I don't know, who produced the album? Mr. Barty's Strange, who I'm a big fan of. His last, his album that he put out was amazing. And he also did a song for Samia's The Baby Reimagined, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. And so, so great to see them team up as well, teaming up with Jeff Rosenstock. And that was such a great song. I loved the, I mean, you get an overlapping vocal at the end there with like yeah. the chorus going. I, I like, love that it almost so feels much. like a round right like it's just kind of yeah, like yeah. going over and over again and that ending after because like had it been the sax solo like chorus done great song but the yeah. ending where it like builds upon the instrumentation and just adds so much more to it i'm really excited to hear the album because that wasn't there for her first album so like whatever's coming is gonna rule amazing i'm super excited that was awesome yeah That was Oceanator with Bad Brain Days from the upcoming album, Nothing's Ever Fine, out April 8th via Polyvinyl. Oh, also, I do love that sort of sentiment of nothing's ever fine. It's kind of like the big thief. There is no reason to believe. Like how I was saying, there's like, it's like hopeful, but also kind of, it's not naive. It's like, there is no reason to believe. Everything's not fine. But somehow we keep going, you know. Both of her um, albums have featured the word never because her first debut was Things I Never Said. So, oh, hmm. that's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, I'm hoping that you don't know my next artist, Kev, because I'm hoping I can introduce you to his music. Um, This is Christian Lee Hudson. Are you familiar? Nope. CLH, baby. Shit, Okay, no. well, it's actually shit now. <laughs> Wrong. He is actually a cryptocurrency. Uh, um, no! <laughs> Curse you, Christian! Um, but no, actually, I just found a funny connection because, as I said, Barty Strange produced uh, Oceanator's album and did a song on the baby reimagined for Samia. And Christian Lee Hudson also did a song on the baby reimagined did a version of does not heal which barty strange did pool and um did you find him through that album or separately i did not i actually heard his first album Uh, which get this kev this is why i wanted to introduce you to him okay was produced by phoebe bridgers hell yeah phoebes yep phoebes and he's kind of got a similar style to phoebes like fits in that vein so you can get why they would collaborate this new album, Quitters, uh, his second album, is produced by Phoebe Bridgers and Connor Oberst. Um, wow. So, pretty awesome. Also, he uh, had a song with Shamir. They, he was doing a bunch of cover albums, or like little cover EPs, called The Version Suicides. And there's uh, him and Shamir doing Just Like Heaven by The Cure, and it's quite lovely. So. Ooh recommend that he has like three of those and there's like nine covers total but uh quitters is coming the new album coming out 
and I'm very excited. And I love when I have like a moment with the song to talk about. And the other day I was doing dishes in my house and I was listening to Big Thief and like the album ended and I was like just finishing up and like right then because we live in Michigan, it's winter, it just started snowing like crazy. And it was just like the most interesting moment where like I had it playing out of the speaker and like right when I turned, I hear this song that we're about to listen to start playing right as just like a ton of snow is but it was just so cinematic it felt like my life was a movie um so i was like i need to play this on the podcast so why don't we just take a listen to it and we'll talk more after let's do it i'm excited here's christian lee hudson with rubberneckers
that's gonna get a hot diggity dog it better i do see the phoebe bridges influence but it is kind of its own thing like i very much like that i i closed my eyes and pictured like giant snowflakes falling and it was a very calm and serene experience so i'm a little sad that i was robbed of that of having to stare at spotify the whole time but yeah no sorry um did you hear phoebe's on it because i thought i heard her earlier and then like listening this time i was like i'm convinced that is her and like she worked on the album i'm pretty sure she probably did okay yeah lended a little like background harmonies there because i was like that really sounds like phoebe's i don't want to assume but it did like there was a point where I was like, oh, yeah, I see the Phoebe Bridgers influence. So I was like, wow, I really hear the Phoebe Bridgers <laughs> yeah. influence. No, and that's what um, I feel like his first album was um, like a little a little different. Still like I feel like this makes sense for his style. It seems like a next step for him because he did sort of like just really like well-crafted kind of like folky. Uh, I almost thought of like Manchester Orchestra type. Uh, songs and so this seems like a bit of like a step in a new direction but makes sense with his sound a lot and uh i'm loving this new sound and the lyrics there are really beautiful and kind of heartbreaking and i love that chorus of if you tell a lie for long enough it becomes the truth um just totally. like really powerful lyrics and the line about a self-esteem machine or self-esteem that, vending machines so that good. exact line was where i was like big big phoebe's energy oh yeah and that's what i was reading that he was feeling kind of insecure about the lyrics but like having connor overs there and like i think him and phoebe's were kind of like friends and kind of peers but i'm sure she's someone he looks up to as lyricist too and he said connor was as well and like having having them there to soothe his anxiety he said was good so yeah i just some beautiful lyrics the production is amazing i'm very excited for quitters and like the artwork for his albums is beautiful too it was for beginners too that's sort of what drew me in for beginners i just saw this artwork i was like that's really cool and then saw produced by phoebe bridgers and i was like okay um but yeah so i'm very excited that was christian lee hudson with Rubberneckers from Quitters out April 1st on Anti. Well, Luke, I have felt lacking recently, personally. Yeah. I haven't brought enough hip-hop to the podcast. Oh, okay. Good. I thought you just meant in your life, and I was like, hey, I mean, that's cool. We oh, yeah, but we don't have to get into that. Um <laughs> No, but I I am such a big hip hop fan, and I yeah. feel like I hadn't really brought a good hip hop track lately. And you know, this podcast has a history of like fantastic hip hop, and uh, Brian, former host, current bar none writer, is like yeah. the hip hop discovery king. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure that this is not uh, a new discovery for anybody but it's something that i found and i really started digging uh because i i heard that the remixes and extended version were out and i was like oh man this is great when did this come out and it was in 2020 so i was like oh i totally missed this yeah so i am speaking about a track from fat lip and blue who are two of la's most talented and enigmatic artists Mm. 
Yeah, you know, Blue has a new project coming out that's got some good songs. Yeah, well, this is a new collaborative LP coming from uh, from both of them, live from the end of the world, volume one. Oh, so very apocalyptic uh, song choices today. Yeah, I like it. And uh, this is produced by Guilty by Association, which is uh, the label that it's on. Founders Christopher Shaw, who uh, brings the heat. Like I, the production of this rules. This album was exclusively produced by Shaw, having first met Fatlip backstage at Coachella, where he was a backup dancer for Spike Jones's little brother Sam Spiegel. Oh, I've finished the name drop portion of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and following an impromptu jam session with musicians from the music house Shaw was a part of, and a lot of talking, patience, and sessions with Fatlip. Good for the soul emerged, and that's the track I'll be playing today. This uh, this is but the first single of a hip-hop album that's going to have features from Knowledge, Madlib, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, Gift of Gab, Charlie Tuna, Exile, Whoa. and Slim Kid 3. So, like, this project's going to have a lot of really good bars on it. So, what I want the audience, you listening at home, to do... Is listen to this episode, listen all the way through, and we'll do our, we'll do your last song, Luke and Touts and Shouts, and then I want you to go and look for the Good for the Soul remixes because they all bring something to the table, and each one has been my favorite each time I hear it. So I'm okay. setting you up, I'm giving you homework, and then come into the best song ever Discord, and tell us which one you like the best. Beautiful. So having said that, let's listen to Fat Lip Blue. And guilty by association with good for the soul. Yeah. 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 Uh. Fool for your soul, my lyricals are medicinal. Third eye peripheral, I see it all. Leave them in all, even if it ain't intentional. My mistakes are greater than what any fake nigga meant to do. I stop the negativity and elevate in a spiritual state. Something you define as a divinity god. I just stay humble. Pass me the platter, I got cushion to crumble. Stand tall like my tumble. LeBron with the pin game. I'm going in like I'm going insane. You know my name. Icon to the 80s, baby. Don't play me, baby. Bitch niggas got rabies. Is it me or is shit getting crazy? End of the days, nowadays, nothing really fades me unless it pays me. I don't even pay attention. I'm about my money. That's just something I ain't gotta mention. <laughs> Store. We got ours, who got yours, blue got more, more bro. bro, 
hop off that job core. I swore I told the whore I wasn't born a day ago. Coming out the banquet dough like I robbed the baker stove. Black and gold like the Raiders at the Lake Show. Blue star balling and your pockets got the ankles broke. Damn, how you stand like a grown man with my cash in both hands, old man. Three for three, Kev. Let's go. Winners. All the way down. Lordy, Lordy, Barry Gordy, stamp of approval on that baby. Amazing. I mean, first off, a few things that we need to talk about. Please. I mean, Fat Lip comes out the gate with an amazing verse. And I was like, yes. Holy shit. I mean, the the line about uh, pass me the platter, I got cushed to crumble, stand tall like Matumbo, that whole part. Was awesome. Um, then blue, of course, always amazing. I love the song uh, "Gangster Rap," the other one that came out recently. Mm-hmm. That song's super great. Um, and blue is awesome. I mean, love him on everything he does. 
Then we have a verse from Hemlock Ernst. Yeah. I forgot to mention um, his feature. Oh, which wait, is... wait, wait. Hold on. Oh. I forgot to mention something before we get there, before we even get to Blue. Did you mention that Fat Lip was a founding member of the Far Side? No, I didn't. Influential underground hip-hop group, the Far Side. Com- so this guy's a fucking legend. Comic from um, the funny pages, the Far Side. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I looked it up, and um, so I'm like... I don't think I'm familiar with Fat Lip, but that happens a lot where it's like they're one of these yeah. like influential bands and you're like, it's a member from it. You're like, okay. Um, and so I had that revelation. Also, the third verse, Hemlock Ernst. So do you know who Hemlock Ernst is, Kev? So you didn't mention him. Yeah, I didn't. And I, I feel like I'm going to be made a fool in about 30 seconds. No, because, no, no. No, I had his album saved in my Spotify when I went to click on it while I was listening to the song. So I don't know okay. what critical piece of so, information I'm missing, but I feel like I am missing something. So Hemlock Ernst is the hip hop project of Samuel T. Herring from the band Future Islands. That's familiar it. with that's I've where been I found it. on you very unique voice yeah yes. and so um yeah and it's it's funny because I like didn't a couple years ago when he had that album out and I don't even know if I've heard that whole album but and now I'm like I should check it out his verse was great and uh alongside two two legendary uh MCs I'm like he, he stood up next to them so yeah and the production was great as you said it was very like laid back but also like it moved and uh, I like so I how loved it, it. I mean, it doesn't overstay its welcome, but it doesn't get out of there early. Like, it's just like, we're just going to vibe. We're going to just let this roll through. Like, last minute's just instrumental and kind of winds down slowly but surely. Uh, it's It's got, like, posse cut energy, which is something yeah, that I yeah. always love. Like, I love nothing more than a good you posse cut You love PCE. Song. Posse cut energy, yeah! <laughs> we're coining that. I love it. So, I'm um, really hoping that the, the full album has PCE, because I'm in. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last piece of information I have, quick sample sleuth, uh, the relax and take notes, obviously the voice of Notorious B.I.G., yep. uh, from the song Dead Wrong, which I was not really familiar with because it came out on Born Again, which was a posthumous release. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was 99, so I'm assuming this was stuff that he was like recording right before he passed i don't know but um eminem is on that song which i found interesting because no i was shit. like wow but i guess it's like it wasn't too long after his passing that eminem became a big thing but that seems like where it's like throw the hot artist of the time on there yeah <laughs> because they no had like i definitely like clocked that, that was biggie on that because it just it is yeah. so uh recognizable but there's just so much to the song that like it rules so great yeah. i also love a uh like sample dj uh obviously that was gba doing that um like i love the a chorus like that that just like does cool scratches with uh a sample jay-z dead presidents one of my favorite songs of his has a great chorus like that and uh i loved this one it was super awesome with that biggie sample and all those other ones in there as well so and awesome I'll- I'll I'll tout these remixes. They're very good. They they take the production and flip it on its head. Uh, very much worth checking out because you might find a new favorite in there. Now, can you find those on Fat Lip or Blues page or both? If you go to GBA, 
it's it's there. The Good for the Soul remixes and rarities is a three ch- okay. track. So that's where single. you're looking for. Yeah. GBA's page. Game Boy cool. Advance. Game Boy Advance, baby. All right. That was Fat Lip and Blue with Good for the Soul featuring Hemlock Ernst from Live from the End of the World, Volume 1. Out April 1st via Guilty by Association. That's what GBA actually stands for, not Game Boy Advance. Yes. We have to legally say that. No. But. All right. Well, my last song comes from an awesome band who just put out an EP last Friday. This is the band Youth Sector. And you know I love to become a fan early in a band's career. And uh, they've released some singles and a couple of EPs, but no full length yet. So this is the perfect time to check them out and get involved. Uh, I listened to their EP adult contemporary, which came out last Friday. Um, it was struck by their sound, some, uh, insightful comments on societal issues wrapped in catchy, sometimes jangly rock packages. And did you say jangly? I did. There might be a bit of a jangly chorus here. Ooh. (laughs) Why that made me go into that voice, but, um, We're going to listen to this song, Always, Always, Always. And uh, I know you might be saying, "What did someone ask him to say his favorite band's name three times? But no, Um, it's not spelled with two Vs like the band. It's with the proper W. Uh, But guitarist and lead vocalist Nick Tompkins said, The song is about greed and blind ambition, trying to understand why some people are driven to pursuit of acquiring more of whatever it is they have at whatever cost. And, I mean, that's a fascinating subject, a fascinating question to explore, and they do it well on this song. So let's take a listen to Always, Always, Always from Youth Sector. and 
never stand up straight and tall Well, it's always, always, always been the same Diggity dog. Hell yeah. They gotta dog it. Yeah. That, like, I, such a monumental part of my music discovery was the Burnout Racing Series when I was a lot younger. Uh, it was <laughs> a lot. It was fucking racing game. No, and I, I just texted you about this recently because I've been playing yeah. it again. But it, like, I mean, it's. Yeah, I get it. It's, uh, it's a lot of, like, pop punk and just. It's music that still to this day, like, I I feel a connection to. And this yeah. felt right out of that. It was a nice. little Arctic Monkeys, even. Like, oh, their early I mean, stuff. Yeah. Definitely. And then, I was thinking Interpol. But, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, a little bit of Block Party, which was a band oh, that yeah, I was I very that. into back in that day. Um. Also... Uh, that that's sort of like dark rock intro part kind of gives me like clash vibes too um and i've been saying that the post-punk band and rock bands of the uk are getting funkier and uh you may not have heard it on this song maybe this one a little bit but the one right before this number one bestseller is like early talking heads mixed with a little bit of that prince funk energy and it's so like there's a line in the chorus he sings uh i my mind is made up you've heard it i have made up my mind and the way he says it just like stuck in my head and i just like say it to myself all the time but uh yeah i love how the song starts with that like dark rock intro and then just like slowly gets janglier until yeah. you get to that chorus and then it's just like oh shit this is great that and, uh, that dark rock, dark rock intro got me to yeah. go and put the ep into my library and it only got okay. better from there so i'm a big yeah. fan i can't wait to hear more of these guys honestly every song is cool in its own way and uh this ep is really solid i'm very excited to hear more from them in the future i dig it a lot So that was Youth Sector with Always, Always, Always from Adult Contemporary out now on Family Values. And I bet Oceanator is going to love how much they said never in that song because they said never, never, never like several times. Which uh, wild because the song was called Always, Always, Always. That's the opposites. Make up your mind. We're dealing with. Dyke. Dichotomy. Get what? your story straight. <laughs> All right, say, well, we got. You're saying, <laughs> you're saying music it. means things sometimes that it doesn't mean. Whoa, Fuck out of here! You're blowing my mind, man. Oh, we simply have one thing we must do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week. In shouts. <laughs> All right, first up. Amazing band, Super Chunk, legendary rock band, uh, founders, 
of Merge Records, members of that band. And I also just found out recently that John Worcester from the Mountain Goats was in Super Chunk pre-Mountain Goats. And I was like, oh, that's what he was from before. Um, so that was cool. Um, and they're great, like, rock band, usually, like, high-energy rock. This one, they're going a little more acoustic, a little more restrained. And uh, I got an advance of the album and listened to it already. It's fucking great. So check that one out. Super Are you Trunk, familiar that loneliness. Super Chunk has put out 10 live albums called Clambakes Volume 1 through 10? <laughs> no, I did, was not. But I mean, that does not surprise me knowing Mac McCann and the folks at Merge Records. They put out lots of good stuff. Tears for Fears, legendary band putting out a new album their first album in years probably i don't know called the tipping point and i did hear the song uh the single they put out earlier and it was pretty good uh and i love tears for fears uh they were a favorite of mine it honestly got me to give 80s like synth pop and new wave another chance was (laughs) hearing tears for fears and i was like shit maybe the 80s does have some good music because i like hated 80s pop so Gotta love Tears for Fears. Go and check that out. Yeah, I know you're scoffing at me, but this was a younger me. Um, Then we got Eloquent. Shouts to Eloquent with Bedtime Stories 3. I interviewed Eloquent, amazing hip-hop producer. Did a uh, Jay Dilla-inspired project uh, not that long ago, and he's always doing cool stuff. So check that out. And then Swamp Dog, who I've played previously, uh, legendary soul singer, but recently started doing some auto-tune stuff recently. He had the album Love, Loss, and Auto-Tune, and his new album is called I Need a Job So I Can Buy More Auto-Tune. <laughs> and- <laughs> you know, I was looking through the upcoming albums, and I saw I Need a Job dot, 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 and I didn't really think <laughs> yeah. much of it, and I, I bummed I didn't click in Dude, more. Swamp Dog's so great, and he was like, he's been making music since the 70s. I played him on here before. Uh, he's worked with Bon Iver and like John Prine, all these like great musicians. And he always like has some sense of humor in his music too, but then he can like make you cry with the song too. He's so good. Um, and then last up Sasami with squeeze, uh, loved her last album. This uh, album cover looks like the stuff of nightmares. Did you see this Kev? She's like a demon snake with like spider legs. It's terrible, but it's pretty cool. So I'm going to check it out. What you got? I have a few hip hop projects. I'm really excited about coming out this week. We have the always incredible Conway, the machine with God don't make mistakes. I, his last couple projects have all been really fantastic, so I'm excited to hear what he's going to bring on this new one. We also have Earth Gang with Ghetto Gods. They Very excited for that. Yeah, they have been on my radar since their 2020 album? I think it was 2019, maybe. 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. And uh, like they just incredible musicians, incredible hip-hop artists. Very yeah. excited. And Gang of Youth with Angel in real time. Hey, I bet uh, you can find Gang of Youths hanging out in the youth sector. That band I just played. Don't don't go to the youth sector after dark. They'll make fun <laughs> of your the Gang of Youths. They'll they'll make fun jib. of the cut of your jeans. Yes, and the cut of your jib. 
And you know, I hate when people criticize my jib. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) We got three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff there. And head to planetant.com slash best song ever. Join our Discord. Uh, You can tell us which one of the remixes you liked best. You can uh, come argue with me about how great Empath is and uh, so many other things. Uh, And then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. I had an interview come out this week with Los Bichos. If you didn't see it, go check it out. It was super great. Uh, They're an awesome band. And uh, that was an awesome interview. I was super happy. Got to do that. Did you interview the cat? I didn't. Actually, I think you're referring to La Pantera. I didn't realize it's actually a panther, not a cat. Well, Uh, a panther's a big cat. And I will say they said in the interview that some of their most fun uh, moments on set for the videos was dressing up as La Pantera and scaring each other, which uh, sounds (laughs) like fun. I would be terrified if someone did that because it's creepy. I I know what to be for Halloween now. (laughs) yes there you go last thing i want to promote go check out best song ever podcast on tiktok posting a lot of fun videos over there i got my records of the week i did a cat edition last week and i had a video of my cat annie and uh it's funny because i had records with cats on them and the songs about cats and so one was al stewart's year of the cat and it's a great piano song I love it. It's a song I used for the video. And Kyle thought I made it up because I play it on the piano all the time. And she was like, wait, you didn't write that song? And I was like, no, (laughs) it's from like the 70s. And um, so, yeah, go check that one out. Uh, It's Cat Edition. And then I'll be sharing new ones. And we post stuff about our episodes, all sorts of great videos. So check us out Behind the scenes. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is Best Song Ever, powered by Tank Coin. Well, it's Best Song Ever. Another podcast better. Production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.